We're recording. Okay, well then I'm gonna I'm gonna do the intro right now in the first on the first try. Welcome to the Conflicting Opinions Podcast, where each episode my co-host Chase and I will pick a topic, pick a side, and try to convince you who is right. After each episode, you will be able to visit our website to cast your vote on who you think won. This week on Conflicting Opinions, we will be discussing the morality of designer babies. So, before we get things started, uh, if someone would like to take the time to get a little bit more informed about this, there is a video that should be linked in the show notes by the YouTuber Kirk Gazette. Which his name's really hard to say, but if you type in in a nutshell designer babies, it'll find it. And it explains what the process is with the CRISPR gene and everything, and it talks about how it's able to isolate genes and replace them and cut them and do that sort of thing. For the purpose of this podcast or this episode, we are going to assume and it's a perfect science. That there is gonna be a check sheet you can check and say you want brown eyes and red hair. You get to pick the baby however you want. We're just going to assume that everything is legit and it works. So, with that in mind, the starting arguments. Personally, I don't think it's a good choice because it's going to split the classes even more. So, it's going to cost money to do this. It's not going to be free. However cheap it might be, it's going to be more expensive the more you want to change And the more you want to change, the better, quote-unquote, the child will be. So that's just going to separate the classes even more. The wealthy will be more attractive and more smart and better fit because they can afford this. Whereas people on the other end of the spectrum will not have to do it and have to make babies the old-fashioned way, as they say. So it's just going to lead to people being separated so much faster And they'll have the scientific backing to do it. And I think that is just so bad that it's just, ah, there's a lot that's wrong with that. So first of all, you have to understand that there's already so much inequality in the social structure we live in, right? And it's by introducing something that would improve the lives of millions and millions of people and continue to stretch out through the genome as it's passed on from generation to generation – it's almost a no-brainer that we should we – have, we have an obligation if this technology is here and we are able to slowly improve the health and wellness and longevity of human beings over time. Why wouldn't you introduce that? Well, that's just arguing that there's already something, so you should just keep on doing it is a terrible argument. I think there's a line. There's definitely a line that should be not crossed, and that's – cutting out diseases which the video talks about being able to be resistant to the hiv virus or lou gehrig's like if you have a predisposition of that they're able to go in and cut that out and that's great that's fine but when it comes to i like making iqs of people higher that's just it's just not right and it's unfair to the, the very least I don't like it because it's just going to separate people even more. Now it's not going to be race or religion. It's I was designed. So you'll have that overlap for some time. But 
why are you assuming that only the rich classes will have this available to them? Pricing. It's going to cost money to do it. Why is it not covered by universal health care that is quickly, you know, we're assuming universal health care all of a sudden. If you want to assume that it's going to be argument, if you if you want to if you want to assume that this is going to be expensive and be out of pocket for these people, then you have to assume the other side of the argument as well. I if uh, we're arguing you know, or the health care covering it, there's no way health care when it comes to insurance. Let's assume for a second that universal health care will go for designer babies. What they're going to cover is going to be those genetic diseases. They're not going to be like, oh, you want your kid to have purple eyes? Yeah, let's get that. That's fine. We'll pay for that. No. But the second you go anything past curing future ailments that they would have to pay for, they're not going to pay for it. So it's kind of interesting, too, because you're... You're arguing against this technology and against designer babies, but you're also straddling both sides of the argument. The number one benefit and the number one reason this would need to happen is to prevent these, you know, terrible, you know, diseases that are instilled at birth and that in a lot of cases are only the result of a single mutated gene. And with this change, you can stop Hutchinson's disease and all these horrible diseases that these kids suffer with throughout their lives. I think it's Huntington's disease. Such as Huntington's disease. <laughs> you can put that in there, right? Yeah, okay. I could, uh, but I am saying that there is a line. I think that it can be used for a lot of good if a family's struggling to survive. Like, obviously, test two babies, if you want to call them that. In vitro fertilization, that's a thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they're not manipulating the genes. The second you start to manipulate them past health, there's no need. Well, and, and this is where our argument could get pretty wishy-washy because I am against designer babies in the in the method of hair color and height and eye color and uh, I guess uh, physical things right outside of the health. I, the the whole reason I think this is really important is to build a healthier, more sustainable society over time. Um, I don't think that, and I'm arguing the wrong side here, but I don't think that a parent should have a right, you know, morally to define, you know, what color somebody's eyes are before they're even able to make the decision themselves, right? Yeah, okay, but that, this is assuming a lot of things and it takes a lot of my arguments away because a lot of them are about changing features. Well, I'm against that as well. I'm with you. You can't be against that for this conversation. You <laughs> son of a. We, you, but you, you can't be against. You picked your side. You picked your side. If you're against it, you're against health. Fine. Uh, we can, well, I don't, that's a lot to start over, <laughs> but I can, we can start over from there. Where I'll just allow people to be sick and die. That's the <laughs> argument you were going to make me take. So we're keeping that other part in just for the record sake. Okay. But all right. So no. Why? It's going to cost money again. I'm getting rid of the health care, universal health care now. And it's just the. Uh, you really ruined this for me. You're supposed to be all for it. To down to the eyelash length. And I can do that if you're all for it down to the health. Fine. Son of a... <laughs>
<laughs> I don't care about hair color and height. I, I know, but that's the whole point of designer babies. Did you not see the video? I don't watch videos. I read articles from oh my God. <laughs> reputable sources. Kurt Gazette is an – you should watch his videos. There's one that makes me, like, scared to go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that the traits that you now have to argue for are what should be stopped. And if we can't have one without the other, we shouldn't have either. Because people, if they're going to say, hey, cure this disease, they're going to say, hey, why don't you slip in some blue eyes and a nice olive skin tone. So adding one more layer of social inequality to you. And so preventing big preventing layer. that, right? Preventing that layer is more you know important or valuable to you than preventing you know this huge amount of pain and suffering that millions of people are experiencing. Yes, because God, this sucks. You suck. <laughs> I am not saying that the health of people is more important than classes. I'm saying the fact that we implement this, the second we implement this or allow it nationwide, it's going to run rampant. It's going to separate people on such a level we've never seen before because before, with racism and religions, everything, everyone has something to point to, but there's no real determinant. There's, you can't, you can argue all day which religion better, which race is better, which is not something I want to get into. But there's going to be a defining line between I was designed and you were not. And that's going to create class system all over again. It's peasants and kings. It's the upper rungs of society versus the plebeians the people that are just down in the dirt that their parents didn't care enough or couldn't afford enough to design them the way they want to be and they're going to be set back because they won't be smart enough they will be sicker they'll be trying to start the race when they have already finished and there's no overcoming that so to me for for the good of you know the, the human race as a whole i think it's inevitable that we have an obligation to go down this path right the technology is here. Yes, it's risky. Yes, it's uncertain. It could spiral out of control. But there's a lot of things that could spiral out of control with us not taking this path, right? We, you know, as a the human race, Homo sapiens have survived for as long as we have, which is very small in the history of the, the world, right? But we've survived this long because we've continued to, you know, grow smarter and enhance our technology and be able to sustain ourselves in more efficient ways. I think this is one of those crossroads where what we're doing with these CRISPR genes and with these uh, the, the technology to genetically modify our own genome is we're taking control of you know the evolutionary path, right? And we're allowing ourselves to be successful in future generations. The other thing, when you look at the the social classes and stuff, you're only talking about an impact over a few generations, right? You have a few centuries where this is an issue, but very... Before the poor die out, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. And it's not like they're dying out because of genocide, right? It's a natural progression. By proxy! Maybe their feelings are hurt, but when the entire race is better because of that for thousands of years to come, how can you argue against that? Because why should someone's wealth now 
determine the ancestry of their bloodline. Like, oh, I can't, sorry, future great-great-grandchildren. I didn't have a high enough paying job, so you were non-existent. Yeah, so I am, I'm probably going to catch the flag for this, but if you really stop to think about it, it is a, a, a huge a myth. It's this, like, falsified perception that everyone is equal and has equal rights. Your rights should be determined by your merit, your survival of the fittest, how you, you know, build your life and build your situation. This idea that you are automatically assigned the same amount of rights as everyone else is wrong, right? It's not how it works in the wild. It, it works in our minds because it's something we've invented. Uh, but th that argument right there takes away this whole inequality thing. People will have the same opportunity as everybody else to do this if they, you know, want to get to that point and they do it. If they don't have the gumption and the go get them attitude to get this gene therapy, by like going to some other country and maybe doing it where it's cheaper, they deserve to die out. Over time, yeah. It's not like shoot him in the head, but it is literally survival of the fittest. And But I, I'm serious. Like They're making a definitive choice to say, I do not want my family to have longer life and healthier lives and maybe more beautiful lives, right? And they're, they're making the choice that the hardship it would cause to go and get these funds to do this or whatever. Get um, these is... funds should not be understated because unless the Medicare system or the medical health system gets fixed, that could be more difficult than anything else. No. You know what? You have people all over this country and all over the world who cannot even afford to eat and they're sitting there complaining about it on their iPhones. That seems like conjecture. <laughs> but you know it's true. Find me somebody without an iPhone. And I'll give them the therapy for free. Okay. Jesus, are you going to cover all of third world countries? Have you ever been no, to I'm Haiti? I'm talking about the U.S. now. I'm talking about U.S. Oh, because other countries be damned. And I'm going to broaden iPhone to smartphone. Yeah, they're just called phones. I hate that term, smartphone. Yeah, but you know, like, seriously, like people, they can find $200 a month for these phone bills and for this these this technology that's not a necessity for life. But then they, they can't afford to... Uh, you know, feed themselves or do things that will better them and their family t lines for generations, like genetic modification and germline therapy. See, and then it just gets into the what gives them the right. Who's to say, why should I determine the bloodline for thousands of years to come? Why, at one point, do my, would someone with my unknown, like, thoughts towards people should be... What if I was a giant racist that is now just going to determine the skin color for the rest of the life? That I can make a skin color so white that it'll blind people? Because that's, that's what I want. And I'll make it so it's resistant to any change. That's the beautiful thing. Like, first of all, it's not resistant to any change. The, the way the technology works, you're, you're modifying genes. You're literally making hard-coded changes to how we're That's going to make hard-coded changes that'll make hard-coded changes. It goes down the line. What you change today right, but, will affect tomorrow. Absolutely. And the, they have the same technology, and the technology will continue to advance, um, and they could flip it back. It's almost going to take away all of these issues of race and inequality and differences among people. By getting because, rid of them? No, I'm not saying – because it could just as easily be flipped, you know, if we want to go black and white, you know? You just said the, the whitest of the white, right? The fairest of the fair skin. Let's say somebody in our generation decides that her, her his child is going to be that 
that per- when he grows up, he might decide that his child is going to be the blackest of the black. And they could flip back and forth every generation for years and years to come. I'm not going to give you that point. I don't agree with it. <laughs> like, you've made some okay points, but I'm not going to give that one. You don't have to give me the well, other wh- one. Wh- why do you think it's indefinite once it's changed? It's not. Well, because it's who can afford it the most. Like, what if I want something that's resistant, that's the most dominant, that's slightly more dominant than whatever? If I can make it so that it always wins out when those genes get paired, because you know the whole dominant thing what if i can always make it so that it's always dominant so it'll always win out well and and maybe that's another argument maybe there has to be and there probably does have to be some regulation around and some standardization about what can happen i mean obviously first on the chopping block is you know terrible diseases right like huntington's cystic fibrosis huntington's chase i'm gonna correct you there (laughs) and uh yeah, so I, I mean, like, getting those things and getting rid of those things forever is huge, and and then and then you start to to work down the line, and, and again, you know, with the Aryan race and with Hitler's agenda and the kind of the non Nazi mentality, that was a, a like you said, a very dangerous path to destruction, right? You like how I didn't say slippery slope? Yeah, because you get penalized <laughs> for it. But what, what I'm saying is, it, it it can be a very dangerous path, and having standardization and having laws and regulation around it will be a very important piece of it. Okay, that brings me perfectly into my next bullet point. Thank you. You know what's going to be great and fine and dandy? If we make all these rules and they're perfect and no one person gets anything or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's perfect. It's a utopia. But what's stopping the North Koreans, the Chinas of the world, they're like, what, now we have unlimited control over what our population looks and stinks like? Not obviously not thinks like, but has the capacity for certain knowledge. China has a one-baby policy. They've obviously shown that this kind of... What, what, the, what am I looking for? I always think I'm good at talking until I try to talk. <laughs> They're going to try to take this regulation and do it to the most extreme. If they can do one baby, they'd be like, okay, maybe you can have more than one baby, but it has to be this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden, they're becoming a superpower because they don't have the same moral codes we do. Unless we can agree on everyone having the same set of rules, which will never, ever, ever happen, it's not going to work out as hunky-dory as you want because there are other nations that may not be as great as ours if you want to do that flag wagging so for some reason like and, and i know this is episode zero this is the first one we've ever recorded no i'm, ha- I'm having that's a, already been I'm deleted. Having <laughs> a premonition that we might have this argument in the future and i think this would be an awesome point for globalization <laughs> democracy and capitalism around the world no oh, this is where we we recorded episode zero earlier this is now episode three yes that would be great if you won last week, which you didn't. <laughs> that, But it's not going to happen. That's another – you're just assuming so much for this to work out. And I get that's part of the we're not the talking facts about, thing I have. This isn't about down. will it work. This is about should it work and is it good for the betterment of us. Yeah, it shouldn't because of all the things I just said. No, what? no, no. You're <laughs> – 
<laughs> Countries are going to take this and they're going to make themselves, and why wouldn't they, the best of the best. And is that not capitalism, right? Who How says get, we're not that? arguing capitalism here? No, listen to me. Listen to me. Let's, we're not talking about money, but I'm talking about capitalism in the I form of – I understand what you were saying. So if you have every country striving to be the absolute best they can be, the overall level of good goes up in the world. Now, there's good by gonna whose be standard? Everyone's standard. If they are striving to be better, no matter what their governing powers are, if you want to stick with the nationalist argument, everybody will improve in their own way. And if they're competing in the global market against other nations, they're going to be improving on a similar tier. And, and you have a more advanced, healthier society in the end, even though the paths might be different and different under different rules. Wildly different rules that could just ruin a country. Yeah, like widespread disease. That happens today. Yeah, but at least that's just acts of God, quote unquote. That's just the nature of humanity. I'm not talking about God here. I'm talking about nature. Okay, that's just the way things are. Who are we to affect nature? So, okay, so I can see that argument. So you're saying that, you know, why change the, the progression of nature, the, the natural progression, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I mean, it's kind of a ridiculous argument because we, again, I'm going to keep saying this word, we have the obligation to do these things for our betterment if we're willing and able, right? And you're not willing, but I'm willing, and I'm going to make you willing. Think about it. So we, we do things all the time that alter, you know, the natural state of things. We build homes so we don't have to sleep in the rain. We build dams and change streams into lakes so we can drive power for millions of people. We inoculate kids against polio. Uh, we, we take, you know, we operate on babies when they have holes in their hearts. If, if the natural progression took out, they would die as soon as they were born. So we do these things all the time. This is not different. It's just more technologically advanced. It's on a bigger scope, though. That one baby, yeah, might go on to have more kids, but it's just – I'll give you. That was a decent point. That was well, okay. okay. And, but – And let me say one more thing oh, here. Oh, cool. It's fine. That, Whatever. I was talking. <laughs> we have the same situation today with the, the payment issues. Two babies are born with holes in their hearts. One is to a wealthy family. One is to a poor family. The poor baby is most likely going to die because the family can't afford the operation to tackle that. Yeah, and in your little progressive little society, that just sucks that they're poor. They do today already. Yeah, I know, and that's not right. We're not going to get into the healthcare debate because not... <laughs> I don't think I could argue against universal healthcare well, and I don't want to. But that's just the wealth of today should not determine all of time to come. There's They should not get to decide everything the wealthy of the world are gonna be the ones that afford it and then once they become oh, it's just gonna compound like that it's sad it, it really is sad seeing your argument just spiral downhill <laughs> whatever all you got is you were sleeping outside at one point was mentioned i am taking the moral high ground that we should just not mess with genetics we can mess with okay. the physical person and help that one person that one time. When there are millions of people stricken with disease, you're going to take it one at a time? That's what's fair. Yeah, it's fair to you because you don't have a disease. You don't know my life. I don't. 
<laughs> but if you did, it would be a completely different argument. Or more importantly, if your kids, if you had a child that you saw suffering and they're at the very beginning of your life and you knew that if you would have taken a different stance on this issue a couple years before on this podcast, that they may have been able to be saved, you know what you're going to feel like? I probably won't think about a podcast if my child's sick, but I'm saying that my wealth today should not be the one that determines that. Because again, this is just one instance of one child. You're talking about affecting the entire bloodline of that child. And who right. why gives you the right? What makes you... Okay, we are now... Me and you both are patient zero. We now determine our child's everything. And not only that, that will further change every single person that is born in my bloodline until it dies out. Why should I, what gives me the right to do that? Because I was born at the right time and had the means to? That's crap. You're just the first to have the means to. Everyone following you will have similar means. Yeah, I know, but you can't start without that first building block. I would be the cornerstone that which all other decisions were made no matter what. Yeah, and I I would argue that you are morally obligated to do so. But what gives me that right? It's not a right. It's an obligation for your family. Uh, No, my obligation to my family would be to raise them right, not pick out... Okay, but raise them right when they have severe form of autism that you could never have, you know, you could have never guessed it was coming without this technology, or you could ensure that it didn't happen and you have the opportunity to live, help them live fruitful lives. That's not what I'm arguing. Okay, I wish, I really wish all the diseases were not a thing. I don't like them, but. This is not the disease part we're talking about, because even though I'm supposed to argue against them, I'm not going to. I am talking about intelligence levels and appearance here. That's good. Is 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 poor intelligence not a disease? I don't know. Have you ever seen Idiocracy? I, I think it is a disease. Uh, it's, it's definitely an ailment. <laughs> I don't think... Because what if I steer my kid towards the mathematics let's say let's that's a big umbrella umbrella term engineer programmer something of that that takes math required skills but then he or she grows up and wants nothing to do with it but cannot name a tune to save their lives i am already that's just wrong i'm affecting their decisions before they even have a chance to make it and you cannot program want you can just program aptitude and if I just forget about the arts and that's all they want to do and they struggle to the point where they're depressed, why is that okay? And then I just ruined that child. It's the deterministic future that I have a problem with. Hmm. Aha! You're, you're sta- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you – I'm trying to figure out the best way to tell you how completely wrong you are without <laughs> offending you. <laughs> like, I, I was thinking of an example and I lost it. Like – Okay, so you're talking about mathematics versus the ability to sing. The arts. Let's just say arts versus the sciences. And so so, so the ability to make that decision instead of your idea of fate making that decision is is the way to go? Like, So you're saying that if it's better to not know or what's going to happen and leave it to chance when that chance is still coming from the same bloodlines – 
it's not like you're going to have a, a, you know, a family of horrible singers and then they're going to birth a fantastic singer. Yes, huh? Because of the random mutations. Listen, my dad cannot grow a beard like this, but I sure as hell can. So it's not predetermined everything. There are anomalies. That's what evolution is. And it's not my place to evolve my child like that. If chance is one thing, which is how it's been done since forever, and they have to work and they can develop it, but if they have no ability to develop it because of the decisions I made on a check sheet before I impregnated my wife with the test tube baby, that's not fair to the child. So here's the interesting thing about that, right? So you have the the, the germline, you know, modifications, right? This is pre-birth. This is changes that are made before it's actually happening. Yes. And and then and then you have the somatic cells, the cells there's that are involved in the actual reproduction, and then you have the cells that are, you know, in in human beings as they're alive. They're in my kids, right? Um, as this technology evolves, you're opening the door to not only modification before birth and pre-birth, but also after, right? Things you have, you know, you can make modifications. You can program these CRISPR genes to do specific things to people that have already been born and make changes. That's yeah, but that's not what we're arguing. We're talking about babies here. Yeah, so that baby, your argument right now is that that baby would not have the choice to sing if he wanted to sing. And I argue that they will, because if we start with these designer babies and it catches on, the technology will advance and that child will be able to give himself a singing voice when he's older. Uh, oh, so they're just going to be just inject them with some syrup and it's going to be like, oh, boom, you now sound we like. Know, we don't know where the technology is going to go, but if we don't start down that path, we're just letting down future generations. Or we're just trying to steer generations how we feel necessary. No. Yes, because they, that's you're determining everything. I don't think that there's going to be like a magic potion that they're going to be able to drink that's going to make them sound better. Well, they they can inject CRISPR cells today that will attack and eat away cancer. That's a lot different than trait changing. It's possible, man. According to your bizarre thing that was not agreed upon before we started this. <laughs> it is a big step from what we have today to this designer baby and an even bigger one to this magic serum that's going to give them the desired traits they want after matrix style that's what you're talking about is oh i don't know how to fly this helicopter now i do that's not you can't program a brain like that they can't even map the i'm talking about we're, we're barely scratching the surface of this technology and its capabilities and by getting caught up in all of this you know ethics and moral bogus we are hindering you know the progress of this technology over time and for a long time and we may be affecting the course of society as we know it yeah but at least it's by chance that's what i'm saying why do we leave it to chance if we have the ability to save lives and to improve lives and to extend lives and then we sit back and say let's leave it to chance because we're worried about hurting some people's feelings that's crazy that can't be crossed otherwise it'll go out of control right there's always a line that can't be crossed until you move the line and you make progress that's how history works 
I think we gotta go for closing arguments here. Okay, and I didn't even bring up Hitler, just for the record, <laughs> you did. So, it's getting to be about that time. I mean, there is no set length, but it's right around that half hour, 40 minutes now. But there's going to be a whole debacle in the middle that I got to sort out because I stopped the recording and started it, but you didn't. Not important, not very interesting. It is your t- your closing statement. So my, my, my argument's sir. simple, and I've repeated it again and again. Uh, we need to move forward with this technology. We need to start working towards modifying um, children, and, you know, in the term designer babies and eugenics, using this to improve, most importantly, health, um, but also intelligence and fidelity of our bodies. It's the only way to, you know, effectively continue our uh, our race as we know it. You know, we have to evolve, we have to survive, and this is the next step in doing so. We don't have to be forced evolved. What? That's what you're arguing. So my closing state. Well, what? What? You're talking about evolution, and that's going to be you're not, forced evolution. That's not the strongest winning out. It's not that's forced. Be the it's self-evolution. It's evolving of intelligence to a point that we can now define the next steps in our chain. That's that's not forced. We're doing it to ourselves intentionally. Which is what forced means. No, force would be forced from someone else. So, my closing arguments, the winning argument, would be that this line cannot be crossed. Once you cross into the line of designer anything, it's going to go to the extreme. Governments will take control of how their citizens look, think, feel. They Once they have that control, they're going to take over and they're going to influence the will of themselves because they were the first to jump on this before they took morality into question, that's going to affect bloodlines for thousands of years, potentially. And that's just not okay. It's not fair to anyone. It's not even fair to the sick kids that it would solve, because that's just the way of life, and it's the way life has been for millennia. And just because I can pay a few dollars, that doesn't mean anyone should have a head start that extreme. Because you can't even shape your own destiny at that point. For the record, you sound like an old man. That's the I way it was. That's the way it's always going to be. I was Change born an bad. old soul. Gaga. I'm only 25 <laughs> years old, but I feel like I'm 60. Mm. All right. That was episode three. That was the conclusion of the Designer Babies episode. Go to the Conflicting Opinions podcast website at conflictingopinions.xyz to cast your vote on who won. Thank you. We'll see you next time. It's so hard always being right when you're on a podcast that's supposed to be arguing both sides.